Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Why do I pray in the Holy Ghost? Write this down. Number one, you give yourself spiritual refreshing. How many need some spiritual refreshing? Look what it says in Isaiah. This is so good. Now I'm going to help you today. I'm going to give you three quick keys and I'm going to let you go. The last one I think is going to be powerful. Isaiah 28, 11. Let's look up there. Here's another value we understand through praying in the Spirit. So important. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherein you will cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. How many get weary in life? Life is draining. Every time you take time to pray in the Spirit, you're resting and getting refreshed. Now listen, I've been trying to help you guys all week. That's why I've been doing my prayer, five-minute prayer a day. It comes on the app. Get the app. If you don't know how to get the app, try to get the app. If you don't see somebody, see somebody wearing those shirts here to help, they'll help you. Get the app. It's easy. Let's go to Chris Arnold Ministry Things. I get you in the morning. I give you the confession. I get you in the afternoon. I give you the praying tongues. You pray with me for five minutes. Husbands and wives are doing it all over the place. I had people this morning came in and said, we do it every day. Good. That's what you need to do. Somebody has to coach you. Okay. You must let me coach you. But if you don't show up to practice, that's your fault. If you're not praying in the spirit right now for at least five minutes a day and you do not do this, you're not paying attention to anything I'm saying. Okay? So let me, let me, be, let me, be, let me be pastoral in, 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 in a way. Here's the, let me do this real simple for you. If you ain't taking more than five minutes a day to pray in the spirit Monday through Friday, don't even ask about getting the app. Go get it now. And stop complicating your life because you're not doing something. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come alongside of you. Why? Because you need somebody to coach you and discipline you each and every day to help you. I wish to God somebody would have did this for me in the beginning. They didn't do it because everybody's busy. I just want to be practical. I don't need to be cute. We don't care about cute. You know what I'm saying? Like ministry cute. You know, oh, we're doing all this. I'm going to go save the world and leave you guys behind. Let's go. But now you're lazy if you don't do it. Now, I'm just going to tell you what it is. Like, I'm coming alongside you tell you pray. You can't put the thing on your phone? Come on, man, stop. Put it on your phone. And then I forgot. You didn't forget to eat. Did you forget to eat? Look, here's the deal, right? You don't, you don't, you don't pray with me, you don't get to eat breakfast. You'll remember to pray now. Your little Cheerios be waiting for you. You'll be like, I'll pray in tongues all day. You don't get to eat. No, Bi- no Bible, no breakfast. No praying in tongues with Pastor Chris. No food for you today. Your body will snap in. No coffee? I'll stay up all night. Roque, shake, bacala. Come on, man. You got to discipline yourself. I'm coming along. Well, I got the app, but I don't do it. What's wrong with you? You got to get in this thing. I'm, I want you to win. Because five minutes will lead to more time. And you know what I'm doing? I'm building consistency in you. Because like on Saturday or something happens, you're going to flip the switch. Pray for the kids. You just be praying business, you'll just be praying. That's what happens. It gets contagious, rubs off. The Bible says it's, it's, the, it's the charisma, right? You know, kind of like, but it's, 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 we get the word charismatic from it. It rubs off. Like, I put some smell good cologne on. Yeah, the kids know what I'm talking about. Yesterday, I put my, my stuff on, and it carries my, I like the scent. You know what I'm saying? I put it on all day. You know how many times did I say yesterday? I smell good. Just, I like it, you know what I'm saying? 
I'll turn you on to it. It's potent. Your girlfriend might like it, though. You better be careful. Right? I, 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 you put it on, right? It smells good, right? That's what the Bible is. It, that's what the Bible says. When you spend time with God, there's an aroma. It rubs in. It's like oil. And it rubs in you, and it comes off, and you got a scent to you. You can't see it. That's what happens with the Holy Ghost. You get around the Holy Ghost, and he, he pours himself into you. So when you in there, he pouring that oil on you. You pouring that oil, you rubbing it in, you smearing it in, you rubbing it in, presence of God. And now you start getting, like you come out, you different. You smell different. You do. You know, the Bible says that you're an aroma to people. To people, you're an aroma of life. To lost people, you're the aroma of death if they reject you. That's why people get mad at you for being a believer and you didn't even say nothing. True. That's why evil people sometimes manifest and you didn't even say nothing. They don't like your scent. You smell like God. <laughs> Yeah, the devil don't like your scent. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't because you, you smell like God and in a spirit world. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to freak you out, but it's true. So that's the aroma. You rub off. You ever get around, you ever, you ever get around somebody and they, they got something on them, like hands or something like that, and you touch it, you smell like it? That's what God does. He rubs off on you when you spend time in his presence. You come out in the earth, you don't even know it. Look at this. Speaking in what? Times are refreshing. Right? Remember that? Speaking in stammering lips and unknown tongues. Times are refreshing. How many of you, how many of you, how many of you need some spiritual rest? You need rest because your spirit gets overwhelmed. Have you ever got, have you ever got something done, get an operation, they got recovery time, rest time? How many had to do that, right? They tell you, sit still for a week or two weeks or something. You got to recover. Why do you do that? You do that naturally because you need to recover naturally. How many of you need some spiritual recovery on a daily? You are, if you're not praying in the spirit on a daily, you're missing your daily recovery time. You cannot live life like that too long. Somebody told, I, my buddy called me, right? I said, you think going to Cabo is going to give you rest. Cabo ain't going to give you jack. You ever been on vacation and be whacked out of your head? Dennis, I told him about the cruise. I said, my God in heaven, we were supposed to be resting. There was no rest in that cruise. I liked it, but I was like, God Almighty, everybody keep asking me. We went on this cruise, and there was a storm, and we're in the middle of the ocean, and everywhere I go, everybody's like, what do you think about the storm? What do you think about the storm? I was like, oh, my God Almighty. I feel like swimming back to shore. Everybody, everybody is it going to hit? What's it like? I, I needed therapy after that thing. It was The company was great, but you didn't need therapy. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. Everybody gets saved and leave me alone. You couldn't go anywhere without talking about this storm. I, go, I went in the jacuzzi. What do you think about the storm? I'm in the sauna. What about the storm? I was like, after this thing, I need to take a break. I need a vacation after. How many need a vacation after your vacation? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Remember when you went on vacation with the kids? I'm checked out. Remember when you took the kids on vacation? Was that a vacation? No. That was crazy is what that was. And I blame you for it, Pastor Liz, because it was your idea. Let's get in the car and let's go. I remember one time, uh, we didn't, they were in diapers. I don't think I made it to Jacksonville. I stopped like five times. I was like, what, 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 what was that? Are they all synchronized to go to the bathroom at the same time or something like this? Like, what is going on? And what is that smell? And why are we in this car? And whose idea was this? It was probably mine. I'm not blaming her. But you, you're telling me you're going to get rest because you went to Cabo? No, you're going to get rest because you build your spirit man right. How many, you know what I'm saying? So vacation is good, and you got to take vacation. But what I'm saying, you have a daily way to encourage yourself spiritually to get the rest and recovery you need by praying in the Spirit. What are you going to look like if you don't take the daily maintenance of praying in tongues? You're going to get weary. Come on. 
That's what I'm saying. Why do I pray in tongues? Why does he want me to pray? Anyone who takes advantage of this rest cure on a daily basis will never get to a place of breakdown. Now, here's my pet peeve. Everybody look at me. You're all going to like me, but I don't really care. I did this for 30 years now, so I know what I'm talking about. You can't argue with results. I'm burnt out. I'm never going to be burnt out a day in my life, and I don't need a vacation to become out of burnout because when you stay lit, you don't ever burn out. Let me tell you something about these people who think like they're burning. I, I could go 180 million miles an hour, and I ain't burning out, and I ain't even getting tired. You got to rest. I don't need a rest, bro. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm living on supercharged power. I don't need no, I don't need no sabbatical. I don't need a break. Look, you do what you want to do. I'm just talking, this is me talking, mind your business. I'm just telling you what's up. Because this world makes you think like you got to be like some kind of energizer bounty. You need new batteries. I don't let my batteries run out. You understand this? You can, you can run and run, and you, as long as you stay filled up, what's the matter? You don't need, listen to me. Some people think, well, you know, I need, I need this, and you need counseling. Go to counseling. Go do all this stuff. I don't have a problem with this. But when you stay filled up with spiritual stuff, you ain't going to get weak. You're not going to. Now, listen, don't come in here and say, I didn't say take a break. Take a break. Take a sabbatical. Do all this stuff if you need to. But here's what I'm telling you. When you got the daily rest and you plug in, Guess what? You can run as long as you got to run. You ain't going to wear out. Your flame's lit. You staying strong. I take breaks. I do that. But you understand what I'm trying to say. People are like, oh, God, I got to go. You know, I gotta. No, you know. Stay in the fire. Stay in the fire. Don't come out. You get in a daily, you pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm getting rest every day. I'm getting spiritual rest so I can run this race. Jesus said you got to run your race. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? Stay plugged in every day. Every day, you don't get, oh, Pastor, you're going to burn out. You're going to get, oh, I ain't burning out. I'm lit. So you stay lit, you stay on fire. When you're on fire, get come around me, you're getting dried out. I'll torch you up. You'll start burning. But how do you do it? Because this is what I did. Man, when I was back in the day, we didn't know what to do. I just go pray in the room. Go in the room and pray in tongues until something changed. Serious. How long did you stay in there? Man, Kenneth Hagin, remember them stories? I prayed for an hour. The devil told me it didn't work. I prayed for another hour. The devil told me, what you think it's going to do? He said, I prayed for another hour. I'm not a mathematician. This joker is talking about praying for three hours. He wasn't going nowhere till he won. See what I'm saying? When you got that kind of mentality, I pray in tongues every day. I don't pray in the spirit every day. I ain't getting weak. I'm not getting to get weary. I walk in not faint. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Jesus is saying, I'm your life. Man shall not live by, what do you think he's saying about man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God? What is he trying to tell you? How you live out of, how, how you live over He's saying live off spiritual food. Elijah set up a juniper tree. He gave him a cake. It lasted him. <laughs> Joker lasted days, man. <laughs> See what I'm saying? God will give you spiritual food to change your life. That's what it's symbolic of. You stay plugged in. You ain't going to get tired. You stay, you're like that drill. You know that drill you got in the garage you didn't charge? <laughs> Some of you like that drill. Not on Jerry's watch. Jerry's like, I got five chargers back up, right? But you ever pick up the drill or you pick up the thing and it's supposed to be charged? It goes, ah, who put my stuff back? That's how some of you live life. Got no charge. Come on, let's go. Now that tubs comes out of your mouth. So you know, you know, some of you girls, you know what to do. Go pray. You send them to go pray. You need to go pray, honey. Go pray. That means you ain't right. 
Amen? Get right. How many of you need a daily rest? Come on. Daily rest is found in the spirit, not getting an extra hour of sleep. You need that stuff. Come on. Look at Acts 3.19. Did you know this is cool? Look at Acts 3.19. When you see Acts 3.19, this is going. Look what it says. He will say, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Somebody say times of refreshing. You know what Williams translation says that is? Times of revival. You ever hear everybody screaming for revival? Ooh, we want revival. I'm down with revival. Revival starts with you praying in the spirit. You have a personal revival. Who was it, like Finney or one of those guys said, I just get on stage and catch on fire and watch, let the people watch me burn. Wasn't it Finney or one of them guys? That's what he said. Go catch on fire and watch, let people watch you burn. Are you having a personal revival, spending time praying in the spirit? You know what I'm saying by that? Do you take the time? Listen to this. Times it is. So what are these seasons of refreshing going to come from me spending time praying in the spirit? Glad you asked. Season of refreshment, a season of peace. How many need more peace? Flip the switch, pray in the Holy Ghost. How many need, how many need to stop after, this is, this is a good one, right? How many of this one? You're going to love this. Times of, respect, of refreshing, do this. Um, they help me overcome the toils and tribulations of life. Did you get that? How many of you need some help with the toils and tribulations of life being an overcomer? My God, come on. Flip the switch. Hold it in your head and pray about it. Oh, this business is wearing me out. Get in there and stir it up. See what I'm saying? How many of you doing that? How about this one? How many need restoration? Family situations. You ever try to work out family problems? You better chance of seeing God. You got to let the Holy Ghost do it. Go in there, flip the switch, let God work it all out. You know what John, you want to know what Jude 120 says? Look at Jude 120. I love this word. I love this word. You know what Jude 120, Billy, you're going to like this. What is this? Jude 120, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You know what that is? Building a superstructure on the inside. Write that down. Superstructure. How many of you need to build a superstructure on the inside able to handle some weight? Don't you want to build a superstructure? Some of you building, some of you, some of you, some of you got like one little board. You got one little board. Oh, look at my building. Look what I built. Oh, great. That's nice. Yeah. Come on, get in there. Do some spiritual work. Build a superstructure on the inside so you can put some weight on you and you ain't going to collapse under the pressure of life. That's why I want you praying in the Holy Ghost. When the pressure of life comes, you ain't going to budge. You're going to be like tigers. You people going to be so tough. Yeah, I'm going to have you so tough. Devil's scared of you. Man, I went somewhere and they're like, you feel the presence of evil? We got, we went to, I think we went to India or somewhere and it was demonic. They had one of these temples or something. I shouldn't say all the stuff I say, but whatever. Hey, I went in there, and I went right in there. People worshiping this demonic garbage. It's disgusting. Everything in it is disgusting. I went in there. They're like, do you feel the oppression? I said, I feel God. That's all I feel. I want to know if they feel me. I didn't say that. That's what I was thinking of. I want to know if they feel me. You got an edge, bro, in the spirit. You people living in this thing, get Take your spot. Take your spot. Walk in the earth. I was like, something come out this room. I'll knock that thing out in the spirit, you know. But you know, you got carry you carry your spiritual mantle of God. You're God men and women. You got God living in you. People running away from the devil. Turn around, tell the devil, you run away from me. I'll bind you. And that's what you know, Brother Norval tells that story. <laughs> I said, Oh, Brother Norval, Brother Norval, all you talk about is the devil. A bunch of preachers are busting his jobs. 
We don't see the devil. We don't see the devil. All you talk about is the devil. They said, Brother Norman, we think you see a devil behind every tree. He said, no, I see two. <laughs> and they said, and he got mad a little bit because they were giving him a hard time. He said, we don't see the devil. He said, oh, you want to see the devil? And the guy said, yeah, we want to see him. He said, open your wallet. I'll show you the devil. Because they didn't have no, they couldn't pay their bills. You understand know what I'm saying? Or they couldn't do this, or they had problems in their family. What he was trying to say, you think the devil comes running down the street with a pitchfork in his hand, going, I'm the devil, I'm the devil, Dippy? Come on. No, he works on your mind in the midnight hour telling you you're going to beat nobody. He tries to tell you all those lies in your head, and show he's the, he's the guy showing you DVDs of the pictures of your past and trying to tell you you can't be nothing. He tries bringing you back to places of pain in your life and regret. And let me tell you something else. Everybody else reminding you who you used to be might just be demonic too. Well, I don't see the devil. Yeah, well, guess what? He's showing up in a lot of places, right? Try to tell you who you were and label you who you were and take you back to a place of pain in your life. And all this other stuff. No, no, no. He ain't some goober with a pitchfork running down the street. He's the thoughts in your mind. He's the situation you feel in your body. But I got news for you. You got power and authority over all of it. And if you stay plugged into God, you're going to start telling him what to do. And he's going to run. Why? Because the God Almighty living in me is greater than him. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But you got to be strong in faith. That's why people can't receive. You're building a superstructure on the inside. He'll give you the mind of Christ, make you smarter than all those other people around you. He'll give you creative ideas. He can do it all. He's God. But I don't really know what I'm doing. Who cares? Do it. Plug in. Build that superstructure on the inside. You get strong faith, man. woo you know why you need strong faith? Because God can't speak to some of you unless your faith's strong. Because he wants to talk big and you're over there rejecting it before you even leave the prayer room. Build it up and buddy up. Get some prayer partners, you know? Some of you need to pray with somebody. Okay, you like that? I like it. You like the way I get, I get excited about it? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't play with this stuff. Because you guys are going to win. You're going to win everywhere. And let me tell you something else. I got a word for some of you. The day, I'm listening to me. I got a handful of you. I'm looking at you. I know who you are. I can tell you who you are, but you better just catch what I say. The days of restitution are coming. You understand me? God's going to restore everything to you a thousand times greater than it was before you think you lost it. You didn't lose nothing. You hear what I just said? You understand what I just said? I don't care what you think you lost. You didn't lose nothing. You're going to get a thousand times more than what you think you gave up or what the devil stole or some ding-dong. I don't care about none of you. You're going to get a thousand times back. I prophesy over your life. It's going to be a thousand times greater than you think it was. You mark my words. You watch what happens. Come on, that? Because we ain't going to not have it. Now, let me tell you why you need the Holy Ghost. You ready for this? You need the Holy Spirit to give you help in times of need. That's a big one. Write that down. I know that doesn't seem like real fancy. What do you mean? The Holy Spirit helps natural people to get great results. How many of you guys got natural people? How many of you know some natural people need to get some great results? Is that okay? Is that all right? You need great results. Now, here's my big one. You ready for this one? Now, how many need some great results? How do you get great results? By praying in the spirit. You know that, right? He's going to give you the rest of faith. Write that down. You ain't in faith till you enter in the rest. That's your problem, some of you. You ain't in faith. Come on, man. You ain't in faith yet. You only get to a place of faith when you enter in the rest. That's a Hebrew's faith. If you ever go back and you read Hebrews chapter 4, you can read the whole thing. He said that there's a, fa a, faith, there's a faith waiting for the people of God. You understand that? There's a rest. 
Now, God has basically offered the same promise of entering into the rest. You want to see it? Look at Hebrews 4 and 1 in the Passion. It reads quick. And then I got to talk to you about this last one because the last one's important. You got 10 minutes? Okay, good. You got this right here? Somebody's going to yell at you two people that I think we got all day. <laughs> Somebody in the front just got mad, started praying in tongues. 15 more minutes, 15 more minutes. You never prayed a day in your life. Now all of a sudden you got the spirit of intercession come on you. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's visiting, right? Somebody said, did she just say all day? I got all day and a half a day. I just got all, I got two days. You can't get out of here for two days. Somebody in the front over there just became the intercession for heaven. They're like, I don't know what this tongues thing is, but if you can get me out early. You never prayed a day in your life. Now all of a sudden, you have the ministry of intercession come upon you. I love it. It is good. You can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you, it's great. But get this. How many need to get in faith's rest? Here's the key to remember. Until you enter into rest, you probably haven't hit the arena of faith. Okay? So you got to know like this. Just keep working. Now, God has offered us the same promise of entering into the realm of resting in confident faith. So we must what, be, what, be extremely careful that we, what, that we embrace the fullness of the promise and not fail to experience it. So what does that mean? When you start building your faith, praying in the spirit, you're going to enter into a rest in faith. You see what I'm saying? So until you've got a, a rest, I didn't say peace, because there's chaos always in the promises of God. But you got you got like a knowing that even though it's all whacked, I know I'm doing the right thing. I just feel I'm, 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 I'm resting. Is that okay? So this praying in the spirit will give you rest about situations in your life you've been making decisions about and praying about. You got it? Now, here's a big one. Write this down. Don't forget this. It's the only way to tame your tongue. Number three is huge. So I kind of skipped through two to get to three. You understand it'll help you because of time's sake. But three is huge. I'll probably start off with this one next week. Your words are the most, listen to me. Your words are the most powerful force you have in your life. Praying in the spirit brings your tongue under subjection. Nothing, nothing can tame your tongue. Nothing. Your tongue can light all hell on fire. You're saying? Go to, go to, go to James 3 and 1. I want you to see this, right? No man can tame the tongue because it's unruly and full of deadly poison, the Bible says. With it, you light all the fire on hell. Hell on fire, I should say. Right? What is he saying? So if I can't tame my tongue, what does it do? It helps me control it to only say what I wanted to say because it sometimes has a mind of its own. Right? When you got pressure, what comes out of your mouth? Oh, my God. Right? You got problems, right? Now I ain't talking cuss words. Cuss words I can care less about. Unbelief's more costly. I can, I can get the cuss out of you. Don't worry about all that. But the thing is this. But it's only over there. You don't even speak right about yourself. Power is words. Because God doesn't do nothing without words. I'm convinced of it. See, here's what people think. Well, God can do what he wants to do. God cannot do what he wants to do. He's bound by his word to perform it. Somebody's got to say it, or God can't do it. But you don't, you take it and prowl right away from God. The church should, let me tell you right here now, what I'm going to say is so wacky, what I'm going to say, the church should take the power away from God and put it on the church, because that's the way God intended it. Because God doesn't have no right in the earth without you. This is what people don't know. They don't understand the laws. If you don't understand the laws, you can't understand the demonstration. God cannot. 
if God could, he'd just come and wipe all this out and get us all out of here. Nothing, everything, nothing would ever happen bad to anybody. None of this stuff. He, you got to understand something here. He just can't come on the earth and do what he wants. He needs the church to be interceding so he can do it. It's God's honest truth. And he needs words because without words, he can't do it. Are you saying God's limited? I didn't say God's limited. He's limited what he can do in your life and in the church and in the earth because why? Adam sold the land lease. This thing don't belong to God right now. But when he comes back, the whole earth and the fullness thereof will. Now, he owns it all, and the church has authority in it, but you got to realize you got an enemy trying to stop you from all of it. Otherwise, you sit there like a little quiet Christian expecting these just to happen because osmosis is going to make it happen. No, it ain't. you got to speak it. you got to do a lot more talking than you're talking, and you, people tell me you're quiet. You better get unquiet and start speaking. you got to speak it all, talk it all. Look at, look at 3-1. I know what I'm talking about. Okay, who did he give authority to? Adam. What did Adam do? He gave authority to the devil. What did, he tell, what, did he, what did God tell the devil? He said, you'll be able to rule in the earth, but only for a period of time. And then I'm going to come back. I'm going to take everything back. So then who got, who got authority? We got authority. How do we get authority? Through Abraham's faith in the church. We got the blessing of Abraham. We got the authority back. He said, I give you dominion and power over all the works of the enemy. So what's that mean? You get a revelation of it. Once you get a revelation of it, you start speaking, demanding and decreeing and expecting. See it? What happens if you don't demand and decree? You get what you get. What happens if you don't stand and fight? Why do you think it's a fight of faith? Because you got the faith. You ain't fighting to get victory. You got the belt. You're the champ. Just don't let nobody take it. You got to defend it. You are in the place of defense, defending my title, defending my position, defending it, until you get a revelation of it. Most people don't ever get a revelation of it. Once you get a revelation of it, you stand there and say, ha, ha, you can't take this. You know what I do? You ever see those fights? God, I'm going to knock you out. You can't knock me out. I'm the champ of the world. Come try to get it. That's what the good guy says, right? He says, come try to get it, right? What's it? The enemy's saying, I'm going to come get it. Come on, man. You want to come in this arena? But we ain't leaving the arena of faith. You want to come? Come on in. He ain't coming in that cage with you. He ain't coming in there. He knows you got the name of Jesus, the power of the blood, authority. You're a winner before you started. You just got to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Look what it says. My brethren, not many nations know that you're going to receive a greater condemnation. Go. We'll do it quick so you can get it because I want to tell you this thing. Two. Boom. For any means you offend, but if you don't offend in word, you're perfect. Bridling your whole body, steering it. What steers your body? The words in your mouth. The words in your mouth steer your body. Your body does not steer your mouth. The words in your mouth steer your body. You're only going to go where you speak. Your words are powerful so much so they govern your body where it can go. Come on. We put our bit in a horse's mouth, tell him what to do. We tell the, tell the ship which way to go. Keep going. Four or five, keep going. Right? For the tongue is a little member, boasts great things. You can go back. For the tongue is a little member, boasts great things. Behold how great a matter of fire this thing can light up. Six. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So was the tongue among the members that it defiled the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature and it set on fire of hell. He said, your tongue. For every beast and bird and serpent can be tamed, any man can tame it, but nobody, look at verse 8. But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Put the, put the passion translation to 8 and I'm going to show you something. Okay? So what do you think you're doing when you pray in tongues? You're yielding your tongue to your spirit and God's spirit, and now you're learning how to control it. What happens if you don't pray in the spirit? 
it's going to be harder for you to tame the words of your mouth. So he says, but the tongue is what? not able to be tamed. It is unstrained evil that spews out of it full of toxic poison. So what do I got to do with my tongue? I cannot connect my tongue to my emotions. I have to connect my tongue to my spirit. What do you think the number one element to use to get your tongue to connect to your spirit is? Praying in the spirit. Because every time I pray in the spirit, I yield my tongue to where it should yield. That's why it gets better on Monday when I go to work because I don't just yell at everybody because I haven't been taming this thing. So I say, well, you got an attitude problem. No, you don't. You got, you got, you got a tongue's problem. Because you, I could change anybody's attitude. You stay in the presence of God. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all, somebody got that one person. Man, they sharp with their mouth. If you're sharp with your mouth, it's not because you're a bad person. It's just that you haven't tamed your tongue yet. How do I start taming it? I start yielding it over to the Holy Ghost. Okay, prove it, ready? What happens when you get pressure or you get pressure or something going on? You get pressure, you get something going on, and it's tough. What do you do? If you're not sensitive to the Spirit of God, what do you do? You say, God knows what. I don't even want to know. Don't even look. Don't laugh because I know, right? You ever get pressure? You're like, come on, man. But what, what, happens when you, what happens when you start yielding to the Spirit and you start taming your tongue? Your tongue can't go down that course. Why? Because it's controlled. It's constrained by your spirit. You ever do this? You ever get a little bit away from the things of God and you start noticing you're a little bit more edgier than you've been before? Come on, man. Y'all, I'm preaching y'all laughing. Y'all goofing around. Pay attention. You know what I'm saying. I know you are. I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying? Agree with me because you know it's true. You ain't been in the presence of God a little bit and you've been, you come in like, now all of a sudden, man, things that used to not be a problem now, probably now you're all flipping out with your mouth. Right? Right? What else? You call Roy Shekere, Baba Shekere, Woshe, Lamandele, Roba, Rababa, Hey, hey, praying that. Next thing you know, you over there, kids running all, climbing up the wall. You're like, praise God. Hallelujah. Man, last week you ready to hurt somebody? Right? You go to work, you know, you always got that guy at work that, you know, that couple guys, that, you know what I'm saying? You got a couple of those? Oh, bro. Every, every company got them. You know, the, the devil's always got to like, bring like one antichrist spirit within the organization and it seems like they got to work with you every other week, you know, and you're like, oh great, here you are. You know, and you got to deal with these, uh, how, many got, how many got negative people around you a lot or people that, that don't, don't see the best in you, right? And they, they negative, 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 or somebody speaks something to you. Or how about this? Everybody, how about you got that one person, they always want to go back to the past thing you did? You ever been there? Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? They want to go back to that past event that caused t- turmoil and, and reminds you of it every single time you see them. Yeah. <laughs> and you like, you like, you want to like staple your tongue to the roof of your mouth so you don't say nothing. Or how many get aggravated or frustrated, right? And you want to say it, and you're like, my God in heaven. You, you know, that's why it calls a bit in a horse's mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That thing, I, I told you about my horseback ride, and I ain't about to start telling that story again. I just jerked that thing till it did its thing and it went crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, that bit, that's a, that's a couple thousand pound animal, man. Yeah. You know, you get in that rudder and that ship. How can you steer it? The tongue steers the whole thing. He's saying the rudder does all, come on, we've been here. How am I going to tame this thing? Tongues. Because when you yield your body over to praying in the spirit, you yield all your body and especially your tongue. Now, what am I doing? I'm getting, a, I'm getting greater grace, greater grace capacity. 
Not to be, how many get a little, don't raise your hand. You get a little angry, get some time in tongues. How many of you been saying some stuff you didn't? Get spend some extra time in tongues. How many of you been saying some unpleasant things? Get some times in tongues. You know, Ephesians 4 and 20 said, if you've so learned Christ, then let this thing be in you, this mind be in you. That is basically also what Christ is, that you don't speak the wrong words. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use to edification, that it may minister grace into the hearer, and grieve not the Spirit of God. You grieve God with the word of your mouth. You grieve God with words. You grieve not, look, go to, look, we're done. Go to Ephesians 4, 2, let's do 429. We'll do 429, and then we'll do 430. Read it in the King James. 429 says this, 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 this over here. It says that, that you're not supposed to corrupt communication. Go to Ephesians 429. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edification, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. See it? And grieve, go to 29. Let them see, because I don't know if I, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use to edify and enemy minister grace in here. So if my words ain't ministering grace, I shouldn't be speaking them. Corrupt communication doesn't, uh, corrupt means contaminated. If you read Matthew and you say, let the tree be good or his fruit be good, or the tree be corrupt or his fruit be corrupt, your, your words are basically lining you up in problems or success. That's what's happening, okay? We're done. But you see that there? Says, don't let it come out of your mouth. Well, how in the world am I going to speak grief-filled words? Why is it important? Let no corrupt communication proceed in him. If that which is good use of edification, what's that same word? Edify. What's that same word? Building up words. Those are the words we're supposed to be speaking in the spirit, right? Don't we edify? We build a spiritual structure. You see what he's saying? Watch your mouth. Not watch your mouth because you're cussing. Watch your mouth because you're cursing your life. Your words either connect you to the curse or your words are connecting you to the blessing. That's it, man. They know there are no idle words. Idle words are baloney. Jokes, all the stupid stuff. I like to have fun, but man, don't say nothing different than who you are in Christ. You understand? Know Look right here. Now watch the what? Minister grace to the ears. Why? Look at 30. 30 is mine. And grieve not the Holy Ghost. My words grieve God. Grieve not the Holy Ghost, whereby you are sealed in the day of redemption. This is simple. Okay, we made mistakes. Big deal. Let's get on the change train. How many want to get on a change train? I want to change what comes out of my mouth, man. I'm going to start working this. That's why you give him five minutes a day. Pray in your spirit. You're going to get better at it. You ain't going to talk like, I mean, I'm a whole lot better than I used to be. Come on, somebody. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Come on, stand up on your feet. You liking this? You see what I'm saying? So you give yourself to it. And don't you ever stop. And don't get lazy spiritually, you young people. You know what I'm saying? I don't have time. You ain't got no, you cannot afford not to. You start doing this the rest of your life, I'm telling you now, people make excuses. I'm busy. Get on busy. You know what I'm saying? Get on busy. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. That's why somebody's training you. See it? See how, see, how, see how I get that edge? You feel it? Because it's weight. Because I rattle you a little bit. Because I don't want you to think. I just want you to do. There are certain things you need to think about. There are certain things you just need to do. You understand? Know like the military does that. Like I got those military guys in here. God bless you guys, man. They, they're, they're training you just to respond. They don't even want you to think. You know what I'm saying? The training is just respond. That's why I'm, I'm training soldiers. That's what the Bible said. 
fight the good fight. Train them like soldiers. I just need you to respond. Something goes weird. Speak to it. Attack it. Don't wait. Don't wait. Get it. I'm just straight. Like, I'm going to make spiritual stuff normal. You're like, oh, I got to pray. Time to pray right now. Pray. See what I'm saying? You, you don't. They ain't steps Baxter. They're aggressive. Why? Because this enemy walks about. The Bible says he roar, he's walking like a roaring lion, seeking who he could destroy. This is serious business, man. He's trying to destroy you. He, he don't like you. He hates you. I had a 12-year-old boy one time. I never forget. This is what changed my life. I said, he came to destroy the works of the devil. I had this 12-year-old little boy tell me what was happening. I got so mad at the devil. I said, I, I'm going to rip your face off. I really did. I got in the flesh, but it wasn't bad. He, I said, what happens? He goes, in the middle of the night, I start turning blue, and I start choking, and the devil tells me he's going to kill me. I said, tell me again what you just said, and tell me for real. He goes, I lay in my bed, and his mother said, I go in there. He's turning blue. He can't breathe. I said, you can't breathe. He goes, no. I said, I start choking, and I think I'm dying. I don't know what's going on. And he said, I could hear the devil, and the kid was normal. The kid's healed now. He said, and he said these words. He said, and the devil tells me he's going to kill me. And I'm turning blue, and I'm grasping for air, and I, I said, the devil tells you what? He said, he tells me he's going to kill me. And he was fighting for his life. He had this disease or whatever was going on, and he's healed now. He's living. I see him on Facebook. He's good. And I said, you know, what a dirtbag this devil is. And don't think he's not real. He's real. I said, what a dirtbag. 12-year-old kid doesn't know nothing. He's a coward to the enemy. The devil's a coward. I said, you do this to a little kid, he doesn't even know how to fight. He doesn't even know how to fight for this. And this is what, this is what you torment people with? You know, you're a dirtbag. And that's the day I said, you don't fight fair. You know what? You're real something else. I said, he don't fight fair. He don't care about a fair fight. He's demonic. And I said, this is what you do to kids. And this is what you think. This is how, this is how, you, this is how you do it? Okay, fair. I draw my line in the sand. I don't fight fair neither now. You want to fight? We're going to fight the way you want to fight. You want to fight? I'm going to rip your face off every time I see you with the word of God. And then so what happens in your life. You start going, hey, that's that. No, you ain't the blood, the name. You don't fight this thing with these. You fight it with this. In the name of Jesus. You start seeing your head get. In the name of Jesus. You start seeing your mind. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. You start thinking squirrely thoughts. And then you don't wait till it comes to you. You start seeing it. You get aggressive. I'm not going there. And everybody's got a battle, whether it's seen or unseen. Everybody does. Everybody does. But you start using the way. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Come on, you see it? Pulling down and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And every thought needs to be brought into obedience after your obedience has been fulfilled. What's that mean? I discipline the thoughts that are not supposed to come. Now you're fighting spiritual, baby. Now the enemy knows. Don't go near him. He's dangerous. He's going to discipline wrong thoughts. See it? That's what you're doing. You're getting better at this. But it's the truth. But when you got the truth, the truth will set you free. So we know what we're doing. Let's do this thing, all right? Give the five minutes. Give the 10 minutes. Give the time to the things of God. You're changing your world. Come on. Just do this. Lift your hands to heaven. Close your eyes. If you're in here today, you don't know Jesus. Pastor Liz is going to lead you to start your journey with God. And that's the most important journey you got. Amen. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask you this morning that maybe you're here and maybe you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Yes. Maybe you've asked him before, but you want to take today and make today the day that you decide that this is the day that you're committing your life to him. 
So if you put your hands down all over this building, and then if, if that's you this morning and you say, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. I want him to be my Lord. I want him to be my Savior. I want to live to him for him. Will you just lift your hand right now and just wave it and say, that's me this morning. I see Hallelujah. those hands this morning. And you know what? It's the greatest decision you yes. can ever make. So I want yes. to ask every person in here right now to just repeat after mm. me. Just say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I believe. I believe. That you're the son of God. You're the son of God. I believe, I believe that you died for me. You died for me. So I ask you right now. I ask you right now. To come into my life. My life. Forgive me of my sins. Me of my sins. And I will live for you. I will live for you. For, from this day forward. From this day forward. Be my Lord. My Lord. Be my Savior. My Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. And if you prayed that, Kevin, you can yeah. rejoice. You should always rejoice. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning or whether you, if you'd like more information about what you did, you can go back to our Welcome Center. Miss Kathy will see you. She'll yes. give you some information. But here's, what do I do next? Well, you want to know what? You get in the Word. Yeah. Get a Bible. If you don't have one, let them know. We'll get one for you. Yes. And start reading the Bible. Come to church. Be in church every time the doors open. Why? Yes. Because you need to have the, there's an anointing in this house that will break the yoke of everything that you're walking through. You've got to learn. Knowledge is power. You went, then when the enemy mm. comes in like a flood, you raise up a standard against him and say, no, my pastor told me on Sunday that I have authority over those thoughts. I Hallelujah. Have authority, and you'll be able to learn and grow. I'm going to go to the back so door. So we invite you to do that. Pastor Chris is going to go to the back door. Just like a reminder, that. if you need backpacks for your kids, we still have some out there in the lobby. You can grab one on your way out. But I would welcome you to don't forget that if you'd like to sign up for that business fellowship, then you can do that online um, at relevantfl.org slash business um, and other than that, we will see you next week. Don't forget to watch online. Wednesday night's been powerful. We love you. God bless you. And we will see you soon. You're dismissed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.